Thank you so much. Uh, I just filmed a James Corden set. Whoa! Which is very exciting. She's, oh my God, she's a late night queen. I did Guys, it. go watch her late night set. It's on YouTube. Yeah, on YouTube. Free. Check it out. Free. Go watch. Do she's it. hilarious. Um, she's also a podcast host. Shooter's Got a Shoot. Yes, yes. A very good dating podcast. Oh, thank you. You also talk about your herpes a lot on there. Yep, yep. Sorry to out you right away. That's but you fine. know, you outed yourself first. So, <laughs> It's in you the cordon. asked for it. <laughs> it's in the cordon set, baby. It's in the cordon set. It's in the cordon set. Mazel We're telling tub, everybody. Mazel tov on such an exciting. I mean, that's a huge deal. You got cordon. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank You're you. You're like, you know, it's one of the things. It's one mm-hmm. of the things you get. You want your five minutes on cordon or a late night or whatever. Something. It's nice to have. Uh, you hate to say this, but it's true. Quote legit credit. Yeah. As as we say in the biz. Right. It's like we could all get like I did some show access TV forever ago but it's like it's not on cable anywhere it also wasn't like on youtube right i eventually got the set posted it on youtube but it's like you know that was my yeah. first experience of a live taping but it's it's still different than like the classic late night set and people say it's dead and i'm like sure kind of but it mattered to me and also it mattered to me it's just like a personal marker of like everything you've done like i just think it's really cool and even for no other reason who cares what imdb who cares about credits it's cool you've how long have you been doing stand-up not officially nine years if you count all the pandemic that we weren't doing it nine years, nine nine years. Year, i mean so it's yeah. just like it's nine years of work in five minutes you know so it's exactly it's very exciting i'm very happy for you thank you mazel thank you Feels good. <laughs> I mean, a celebrity. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sign my tits, please. Uh, <laughs> um, welcome to the podcast. Uh, yes, thank you for having me. I was very honored when you reached out. Of course. I mean, look, you're. I thought you were Jewish. <laughs> she, she a looks, lot of people think that. She yeah. looks like a nice Jewish girl, but you are Italian. I'm Italian. I'm same, a nice Italian shit. girl, I guess. Same shit, though. Yeah, True. very similar. So they works. often end up together. Yeah. Pizza bagels, all the you know, time, whatever. So all if you want to procreate, I am down. I'm not against. You got any? You got any Jewish boys listening? I'm not against it. Ooh. Holler at your girl. Slide okay. in the DMs. I wouldn't. I know your mom might not like me, but we could try. I wouldn't give that permission. <laughs> I wouldn't give general consent for any Jewish guy to hit you up. No? I'm just gonna be careful. Just really? Care, just you know. This is funny because I'm not. I'll be honest. I'm not really a fan of Italian guys to date. Um, so it's funny that I would say that about Italians, and I feel like you're saying that about Jewish guys. And you're Jewish. Oh, I know. I'm just saying they'll come Russian. They'll oh, come a Russian. Oh, I'm oh, just no. saying. They'll, they are going to be like, okay. Oh, she's, come Rush. I'm, yeah. yeah come I once Rush. had a guy uh, see me. Oh, my God. I might bleep his name. but do you know? It's funny. Someone else sent me a screenshot of him on a dating app. Yeah. Being like, this is a comedian. Do you know him? And it was in New York. And I met him randomly on an elite daily shoot. But I don't know him well. So now I'm a little anxious of what this story is. No, but it was like he came someone else years and years and years ago. It was one of the weirdest dates I've ever had in my life because, okay, so he finds me. We, we, he just sees me on J-Swipe. Okay. The Jewish one. Or whatever. Yeah. 
He sees me on it. We don't match. He just sees my profile on it. Mm-hmm. Goes, like, like types in, like, my first name and, like, whatever one piece of information I had on there. Immediately, like, fi- somehow finds me, finds my LinkedIn, mm. finds my Facebook from that, okay. whatever. Messages me and is like, hey, we didn't match, but I am in town from New York for a few days. I want to take you out. And I was like. Eh, you know what? I'm kind of either this is a uh, this is how I get murdered, or this is my husband, and there's no other option here. Mm-hmm. So I was like down. He fell asleep on the date. What? He we make we meet up at a at a Mexican restaurant. He falls asleep in the booth Stop. and was not inebriated or on anything. Did he Fal- like take a red eye? What the fuck? No, he just falls asleep. But I was like, do you have a sleep? What's that sleeping? Do you have narcolepsy? Narcolepsy. Yeah. I was like, are you a narcolepsy? He's like, no, I'm just, I'm just. You make me tired. And I was you like, make me tired. Like, you make me tired. And I was like, rude. I was like, am I boring? He goes, no, it's like soothing. And I was like, That's <laughs> somehow worse. <laughs> it's like I'm maternal to you. And then he was like, you know what I did today on my off time in LA because he was at, he was here for something. He goes. I I came here and I, I decided to go to Bakersfield because I collect VH VHS videotapes and old like posters and I was like at Bakersfield is is the mecca no. of this. Yeah. He goes there for that. He's like come come check out all these new things I got. So we so at, so it's my fault for continuing this date. I go. This is post nap. This is post nap. Post nap. You're going like, back to the apartment s- to see the posters. Who's Cabo Cantina? <laughs> and then we go back to him to this place where he's staying, and he's like, he shows me, and it's all like, like bordering on pedo shit. Interesting. Like it was weird. I was like, this is like, it's a lot of like little kids doing stuff, oh. and I was like, why do you have all these VHS tapes of like little kids like doing activity? It was really weird. Fell asleep again, and then I left while he was sleeping. And we never spoke again. Fell asleep again. I'm sorry. This is. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. This is weirdly a superpower you have. Anyway, that like you're in a like weird situation. You're like, if I could just get this guy to fall asleep, then I'll s- escape out the back. I mean, honestly, uh, sure. I mean, I am into ASMR. Maybe it's that. I don't know. But it was very weird. Anyway. Wait. There is there is something they've done a study on about falling asleep around people. Okay. What is it? This is a true thing because I've I've researched this for my pod, um, and I, it's mainly said to women a little bit of like. Have you ever had, like, someone you're around and you, like, when you're around them, you'd feel this kind of, like, tiredness or whatever and tend to, like, pass out when you're around them? It actually is something in your brain or signal of, like, your comfortability. It either, like, releases a chemical or, like, basically puts your walls down in some way that, like, it makes you tired because you feel safe around the person. Well, I'm so there's there's been a study safe. about this. I know I'm not using all I the correct you. terms, I, but it's but it's interesting. Of like, I have <laughs> I haven't really heard a male version of this <laughs> to women. I'm but to be honest with you, yeah. I'm so glad he felt safe because I felt like That's this might saying. be I might be cut up into 17 pieces and yeah. eaten as a casserole. Anyway, welcome to the pod. Yeah. This is completely <laughs> off topic. No, it's interesting. So glad to have you. Um, do you fancy yourself a global thought? Uh. I actually would say yes. Nice. And what's interesting is uh, I have more of a track record of like when you come talk about the hookup game, when I am like not wherever I live. So you want to say global thought of like, yeah, I've done vacations like in Europe and traveled that way. But I've also just like had a weekend in Erie, Pennsylvania, where I was like, this postman's fun. Let's hook up with this post yes! office worker. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there's, a, there's such a weird thing that happens for me, and I think it is just, like, new place, and it's very – I don't maybe it's just easier to compartmentalize, where you're just like, I don't fucking live here. 
There's no I risk. Have, I have really no expectation of continuing yeah. to date whoever I run into yeah. because I'm very like, I'm working on me. I'm doing my thing. I'm in New York, you know, or in L.A. And it's like, yeah, it's a weird kind of guard comes down. And I once had a friend said to me like, well, you could do that in New York. You just need to be like, oh, I'm going to Brooklyn. Pretend I'm on vacation in Brooklyn. And I was like, it's just not it's the same. It's not the same. It's not the same There's at no all. There's no risk when you're in Erie, Pennsylvania. Because it's like <laughs> whoever you're going to fall in love with here is just not the person you're probably going to want to end up with, you know? Right. Or it's just maybe it's just easier to logically be like, they don't live where you live. Yeah, so you're just going to be wild. And right. And if you're someone like me of... Uh, uh, you know, day job, comedy, podcast, all this stuff. I'm like, I don't have a ton of free time mm-hmm. that if I was to really date distance, I would have to be the asshole of like, you're going to have to come to me a lot. I love that for you. Like, I don't, I don't have the job that's the fully remote job. I don't have like all yeah. those kind of things. So I was like, eh, maybe that's why. It just makes it very easy. Like, I know the end date on this. Uh, like, I there was someone in LA I used to hang out with when I was here. And it was kind of this like, oh, I'll have a boyfriend for a week. And then I'm gone. So fun. It is fun. The boyfriend for a week is so fun. Yeah, and it's also like, I think men also kind of like, it's like, yeah, they also don't feel a lot of pressure. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, I got to be a boyfriend for a week? Okay. Yeah. I could do a week. Right. That's fun. Exactly. It's easy. Um, Are you down with some opening questions? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just Hit think, you know, let's let's break that ice. Sure, um, sure. Even though, you know, we're flowing. Yeah, I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm having a great time. We're pros, baby. Have, it's 2 p.m. We've got <laughs> wine flowing. It's the 25th episode, by the way. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. You're number 25. Hell yeah. Close, What's close. up? So we're having some wine at 2 p.m. because we have our shit together. Okay, so my opening question is, and if, you know, if you're not comfortable sharing, you know, we're all about consent here. So I'm an open book. Don't worry about it. Um, okay, what is your most epic diarrhea story while traveling? Uh, I want to know what's going on in your butthole. Can I be honest with you? Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of an opposite gal of I'm more on the constipated side than the diarrhea side. Oh. So if anything, traveling, especially overseas, I'm often that person like for many days. I'm like, I have not pooped. What's the longest you ever gone without taking a shit? I've never counted, but I want to say almost a week. <gasps> what? Yeah. Do you have like a, like, a, does your belly like... Feel, do you feel like a distended you belly? You just feel like the bloatedness, yeah. And just the... But Can't you know what's funny? Good. I'll be honest. We're really talking about poop here. My whole life, I didn't know, like, you're supposed to poop every day. Oh, really? Like that, and I never was in that pattern. And I, my mom was a very... Cooked all our meals, made my lunches. Like, I ate very healthy. But just, I don't know. Something of... And my mom's kind of a similar way, so I don't know if it's hereditary. But uh, it wasn't until I did, like, a paleo diet, like, strict, strict for 30 days... And it was the first time I ever was cutting dairy that then I was like, oh, my God, I'm going every day. Oh, and then I remember is that asking, that is? Yeah, and I remember asking people, I was like, do you poop every day? They're like, duh. They're like, a lot of my friends are like, twice a day. I was like, what? And they were like, you don't go every day? I was like, I, I didn't know you are supposed to. Like, no one ever, I don't know, has that poop conversation. I mean, I don't, yeah, it's one of those things where I don't think we're all just like sitting around, I mean, except for, unless you're on this podcast with me, <laughs> sitting around talking about how much you're going every day. But yeah, that's, you should be going once a day. Yeah. Like so is, at least, I mean, I know some people who are going like four times a day and I'm like, okay, you're disgusting. But like once a day is like, you know, healthy. Right. Or if you talk to a nutritionist, that's actually usually one of the first questions they ask you is how often do you poop? What's it look like? What's, you know, consistency? Are you diarrhea? Are you constipated? Right. So like the first time I actually talked to a nutritionist, I was like, yeah, I've never had this convo. Just it should be once a day. And I realized, one, the paleo diet was upping my vegetables a ton and just cutting dairy. So since I did that strict 30 days, overall, I'm like conscious of dairy intake. And that's when I notice I won't go for a few days. So I'm like, oh, if I'm like pounding like 
pizza, anything cheese on it. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, this is the one thing I have to watch. That's so interesting. But it depends on the person, you know? All right. Other people, they're like, I have dairy and I have diarrhea. Oh, my God. I How have the do you effect. deal with, like, when you're traveling and you're super constipated? Like, is there anything you can take? Like, what do you do? Okay. So you don't want to be uncomfortable if you're, like, on the beach, like, trying to get that cute thirst trap. Oh, and you're, buddy. like, bloated from I not know. shitting. What do you do? Uh, so, <laughs> when I was on vacation once with my family, my mom was also having the same problem. And she bought, like, stool softener. Yes. But that, to me, doesn't make you go. It's just supposed to make you less constipated when you have to go. Mm. And then, excuse me. Oh, damn. Sorry, I burped on the mic. Uh, <laughs> that was incredible. <laughs> uh, and I remember my mom saying, she was like, well, maybe we can get an enema. And I was like, I am not doing a fucking enema. So your girl is, uh, I'm into, you ever had that Smooth Moves tea? No. Okay, there's some tea that's made, it's called Smooth Moves. And you're not supposed to have it a lot if you have it. It's a very, like, lighter form of a laxative situation. Okay. It's literally just a tea. Do classic hot water. So a lot of times when I travel, I'll take a couple, God forbid, but uh, overall, magnesium helps. Okay, good so to know. I'm try. I usually will just take some magnesium two a day or something like that at night, and usually that keeps me regular. In high school, it was all about the ballerina tea. We used to go to the oh, Chinese store. So I went to a boarding school. I've heard of this tea. Yeah, I went to a boarding school in Idlewild, mm. and I we used to go to the Chinese store in town. They sold ballerina tea. I don't was know it if a it diet tea or like a laxative. It was a full laxative tea, but it was like but, it was like it's unregulated. It's this was like yeah, the, it was it was rough, and yeah, we used to all drink it in the dorms and just shit all over those dorms. Yeah, I feel like this th- they've gotten flack of I mean from people I've heard where they're like yeah all these like hot influencers. It's like you're kind of promoting a product that's mainly used by like people that are anorexic, yeah. and bulimic, yeah. which is frightening, terrifying. Okay, thank you so much for your vulnerability. No, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I feel bad. I don't have an epic. No, I've I never shit my pants. No, <laughs> but like, I've, see, I've, I feel I've been praying to do it. You know, <laughs> I feel closer <laughs> to you now that I know, like, that you're struggling. What's to up? Shit, you oh, know? thank you, like, thank you. I like to know, so thank you for sharing. <laughs> um, my second opening question is: Have you ever gotten into like a really big fight while traveling? If you don't have a fight thing, just something that really annoys you when you're traveling. Oh, all right, travel pet peeves. Mm. Um. I am a very, I love to travel. I love to see new things, do new things, but I am not the tight, tight itinerary person. Yeah. I don't like having my day filled with shit running around. Oca- like an occasional day of that, fine. But mm. I actually did a trip this summer. It was uh, a Barcelona trip and it was all pre-planned. And it was all women that, you know, going alone or typically single, whatever. And I was like, oh, you know what? I was so da- bogged down at work. I was like, I like that this is one price. It's all planned, blah, blah. And I read the itinerary, but, you know, I looked at it and was like, oh, yeah, you know, but you have this lunch and yada, yada. And I'm like, oh, so it says so much free time, right? I go on this trip. It's like, oh, there is not much free time. And this is like hopping on the bus, 9 a.m., hopping on the bus, 8 a.m. Like, and then you're gone for the day. And I was like, oh, this was not the vibe that like, what I is fully this trip? wanted. Um, it's this company. It's a great company. If you're into this type of trip, it's great. Like, it was clear on the trip, one, all the people on it were not typically beach people. I'm a beach gal of, I'm like, oh, my ideal vacation is doing kind of nothing, chilling on the beach first couple days. That's how I truly relax, unwind, and then I go, let me see some sight, like, let me really get in there. Um, but it's called Solo Female Travelers, and they have a ton, a ton of trips, and it's fair priced. You stay in great hotels, like, all planned, and it's also for people that maybe if you want to go somewhere, like, I had a bunch of friends who have already been to Barcelona. So I was like, okay, well, they don't want to do it again. Mm -hmm. And I also was like, well, let me go and I'll meet some cool people, which I did. So that part was great. But it's just the the constant, like, tight, tight, tight itinerary. I hate that feeling of, like, 
I go on vacation, it's like you're already spending the money, and I just want to enjoy it. But other people have the mentality of like, because I've spent so much money, I need to see and do yeah, everything. Totally. And I'm like, I just want to eat everything. <laughs> like, totally. <laughs> what? Um, how did you find out about it? Like, what was the draw? I actually met this woman through my podcast who runs the runs it. I did oh. some like panel and it was about like traveling solo and like dating tips if you're like solo or in a new place or new country, all that kind of stuff. And she's really great. And I do really like her. And like I said, well planned. It's just going on it. I was like. Okay, lesson learned that I'm like, I need to actually, if I do one of these, yeah. like really find out how much shit's going on. And I ended up skipping one of the days and skipping some of the activities. And it's funny because everyone would be like, but it's already paid for. And I, and I was like, I don't care. I'm like, the day came and I want to chill on the beach. I'm like, our hotel's on the beach. I'm chilling at the beach for the day. I think that's a good point. It's like, you you might have paid for something, but the but what you're paying for when you're traveling is to enjoy your time. It's leisure. <laughs> yeah. You're paying for like to have a good time. So if what's gonna have what's what if what is going to make you have a good time that day is to be chilling the fuck out and doing nothing, yeah. then that's what you paid for. Like oh yeah. So who gives it? You don't you know you paid for the museum whatever. What you paid for was like to get culturally enriched somehow. Well, and if that's the beach, that's the beach. Well, even more so, it's like I'm in the group, right? I'm not trying to be party pooper of the group. Totally. It's 12 women, all great, whatever. But there's days like other people are being like, well, fussy, little cranky, yada, yada. And I looked at it and went, I'm going to be the cranky bitch today. And I don't want to do it. And I respect that. And so it's like, you yeah, You want to no, bum everybody out. But it's funny when people are like, no, come on. Da, da, da. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm more than happy to skip this museum day we're doing, and I'm I'm happy on the beach. Well, it's like it sounds like birthright, but for twelve it, solo female travelers. Yeah, basically, and and that's what that to me was the most fun part was like I met all these people that lived in different parts of the U.S. Someone married, someone widowed, someone divorced, someone just never got married, just single, lives in Chicago, like, and the age range was big, and like truly, so many of them, great, fun, and like as the trip goes on, that was cool of like you know get to know everyone more and. Especially people that are more quiet at the beginning eventually like open up and are like, oh yeah, actually I finally like, I actually left my husband and I realized we never really traveled so now that's what I want to do. I want to do like one cool trip a year. So it was really like inspiring to be around I, all these people and meet them and I fun. I could cry. It's right. So sweet. But I was like, to me, I'm like, yeah, this I enjoy being in the culture of a new place, just enjoying myself, having those like long meals, just not being on my fucking computer. Like, yeah, that's kind of all I want. And it's and it sounds kind of ignorant when you go. Yeah, I'm going and I'm seeing the sights and like you're even with the tour guide, but I'm the type I'm like I'm half tuned out, I can't listen that much. A tour guide, <laughs> one of them called me out and he was like, "Oh, Erica's a little over this," and I literally looked at him and I went, "Hey, man, I go, I just have like a listening limit for the day and I've hit it." <laughs> but I was like, I was like, but I'm not gonna interrupt you. Do your thing, like, and I'll just go wander by myself. And some people look at me and go rude. I go, it's not. I'm like, don't call me out. I'm being quiet. I'm not doing anything. Also, like. It's a, you're not in school. That's how like, I felt. Like, what the fuck? Same like, thing. You I paid, paid for the tour. for a good time. Like, <laughs> yeah. can we all get off our fucking high horse? Yeah. Like, I, I don't like museums. And people are just like, mm, you're not culture. I'm like, I could Google it. If yeah. I can Google it. I could read it, the plaque. If I can Google it, I don't want to do it. I, <laughs> I <laughs> put that on a fucking bumper <laughs> sticker. But I honestly am just like, I want to do the things that I literally cannot do if I'm at home. And it's like, if it's to learn a fact or like look at a picture, I can Google it. Well, but I just want to like go and like window shop and like be on the street, like hang out the cafes, pet the little street cats. Like I want to do that because I can't do that at home. Right. And it's like I've done trips to places like Italy with my family and I've done the let's see Rome, let's see the Coliseum. And then I've also gone with my grandmother to her hometown, like Lipari, this small island off Sicily. And like that town, though, isn't this like we got to see this. We got to see it. 
we're just with the fucking locals really chilling and it's like if someone looked at me and said okay you could go back to italy you want to do rome coliseum da 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 or whatever or you want to do that old little town i'm like give me that old little town that's what i like to do personally because also with social media right there's so much stuff that like it's funny how you'll go to things and there'll be great photo opportunities. Mm. However, like the actual thing you're at, not that fun or not that interesting. I could not agree with, with you more. I could not agree more. Right. So even like, uh, actually, this was cool. Salvador Dali Park in Barcelona actually was really, really cool. And our tour guide that day was really, really great and told me stuff that I was like actually interested in. And that's an opportunity of one that's actually interesting and like photos, great. They, they, they merge, they combine. But it's rare that that happens. A lot of times the coolest thing you're trying to take pictures of, and you're like, this isn't doing this justice. It's not really a photo opportunity, but I'm actually having the most fun this day. And I think of that fucking pink wall in L.A. that everyone takes a picture of. Oh, for the love of God. I'm like, this is literally just a wall. It's just a wall connected to like a store. And I'm like, what's even in the store? No one even knows. No one cares. Nothing interesting. Right? I've never even like uh, taken a picture of that. I'm from L.A. I've never taken a picture of that wall. Right? But have you ever felt that weird pressure traveling? You're like... I got to make sure I got a couple hot picks to like post I have an entire podcast <laughs> episode dedicated. Do I? Do I? I have an entire podcast episode dedicated to how to get the perfect vacay thirst trap. That's hilarious. So, yes, I do. Oh, okay, I nice feel nice. it. And I'm all about it. Like, get the shot. Like, I ain't judging. But I definitely agree. There are some places like that I just am like, it's cool to get this photo. And like, that's an activity if you're into it. But that there's nothing else here. I'm not like that's how I felt about when I lived in India. I never saw the Taj Mahal. Okay. Because I was like, I don't want to go to where the I don't I want to go see other places. Yeah. And it's like I'm not gonna. I was like broke and 19 at the time, so I was like, I'm not gonna spend all this money to just go there just to see the Taj Mahal. Mm-hmm. When like I want to go to other cities and s- explore much more of those places and like get a lot more out of it. And it's like people are like, you lived in India for how, and you didn't never saw the Taj Mahal. I'm like I would go back and see it now if uh-huh. you want. You want to pay for it? But like at the time, it was just like not priority because I was like. I can see a picture of it. I want to go and, like, I know there's places where I want to go and, like, I have to be there in order to experience the thing I want to experience. Yes. The point is do whatever the fuck you want. (laughs) Well, I hate the thing of, like, I'm not a big makeup person. Mm -hmm. And part of me and being in my chill time and my downtime is not really giving a fuck about, like, throwing on makeup, doing this, like, I'm chilling. And especially if I'm traveling somewhere hot in the summer where you're just sweating I'm like, you think I'm going to put even tinted moisturizer on my face? I'm like, no, I have my sunscreen on. I'm fucking chilling. But I'll hate that, like, there is this pressure I felt where, like, on that bus thing, it's like, okay, we're leaving at 8 a.m. And but part of your head's like, okay, we're going to, and everyone's going to be taking pictures all day. So I'm like, let me do my hair and do my makeup. And I'm like, this ain't fun for me. Mm. As much as, yes, I'd love to have this picture, the other part of me is like, yeah, kind of the joy of me being in a new place is just not giving a fuck and living my best little natural life and natural self. And especially, that's also why I love those little small towns. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, that's, it's not there's not a rat race here. Everybody's chilling. Also, you can fix it in post. Just, <laughs> just you know. Uh, I can't I, edit that look, one. I, okay. I, I hear, the thing is about Facetune, yes, is it giving little 13-year-old girls eating disorders? Absolutely. Everything but is giving also, eating disorders. Also, if it'll help you relax and be like, okay, I don't want to have to do my makeup. I don't want to do my hair. I don't want to have to watch what I'm eating in case I'm bloated on the beach. And I'm going to mm-hmm. look bloated in my... P- Just... Do whatever you want and add some makeup in post. Interesting. Photoshop it. I don't give a shit. You know, maybe this is controversial. No, it's an interesting but take. I think if if it's going to ruin your time, just look like shit, take a bunch of photos, and have someone edit the photos for you later. Yeah. 
That's one way to do it. Cheat the system. You can cheat the system. Fuck and, it. And I would do the route. I'd give someone else it to edit because I don't. I've never gotten into like editing my photos, and that was something that I felt dumb about. Like finding out everyone's like, you don't do a little Facetune, you don't do a little this. I'm like, no. I'm like, is everyone? And they're like, yeah. Or like a filter, a little bit, like little make you go in at the waist, make your butt a little bigger. Yeah, we're all. Doing and it's it. so funny that I'm like, oh, I just have always been like old school, just like. Yeah, it's a, either a picture I like or a picture I don't like. Where I just go, oh, that wasn't flattering. And I just don't post it. Like, I won't be mad <laughs> that I didn't post the thing. Like, I just did Corden. And they send you a couple, you know, shots from the stage. which was very nice. And it's like, yeah, you know what? Two of them, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't think I looked flattering in. So I just didn't fucking post them. I posted one of them. I went, all right, there you go. Wow. That's You're so retro. You know? I, they, I guess that's retro. But it's, uh, <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I don't want to fall into those pit traps myself of being like, oh, I could be that, like, blah, blah, blah. But also it made me more go, oh, everyone else is editing. So, yeah, everyone's right. editing. Like, honestly, if you feel bad about yourself looking at pictures online, they don't look like that either. No one looks like anything. Everything, they don't. Everything's a lie. Everything's fake. We're all full of shit. That's, that's, <laughs> the, that's the fun. Um, so, you, so you said that you go back to Italy. You've gone back to Italy to, like, s- return to your yeah. grandpa. Your parents are both Italian? Yes, both my parents are Italian. Where my, are they? Where are they from? My uh, dad's family. My his mom was born in Staten Island. Her parents were from Italy. I actually don't 100 percent know exactly where from. Uh, and then his father was brought over here when he was very young. So born in Italy, brought over uh, near like the Palermo area. Cool. And then my mom's family is more Sicilian. So my grandfather's from Bari uh, slash Molfetta area. Cool. Uh, which is like very southern Italy, I believe, tip of the boot. And my grandmother's from a little island off Sicily called Lipari. So I'm technically like 25% Sicilian, uh, 75% Italian. I also have a little bit of German in there somewhere that's like 1 16th, 1 8th, something like that. Okay. Uh, Serious question. Okay. Any connection to the mob? No. Oh, bummer. No, not mob style. My dad has a cousin that bought a gas station. Sick. And the mob started showing up being like, you need to pay us whatever per week or we're going to blow up your gas station. <gasps> so there's been incidents like that. Like, that's really the only one. And it's and it's literally like you have no choice where they're like, we're offering you protection, quote unquote. And it's like, yeah, but then also suddenly it'd be, uh, my dad was like, I would get a ton of free shit because they also would suddenly show up and go, hey, we have a bunch of Puma sneakers, like sell them. And it would be these like trucks that they would rob and just put on these like little business owners to be like, either you got to just give us this money or like sell these to get the money that we're going to expect from you every week and whatnot. That is so crazy. It's, it's, it's a crazy process. He eventually just like got out of it by selling the gas station to someone else. But it's like, literally imagine you own a gas station. Like we'll blow it up. You're like, great. He had to sell his entire business to get out of like selling these Puma shoes. Essentially or eventually. I'm not sure the whole story, but it's like. You know, it's kind of that thing of, and then they kind of have you by the balls and, you Joy know, vey. the biggest thing is like, oh no, my family's been very like, of through knowing people that have gone through it, they're like, oh, uh, by no circumstances ever borrow money from the mob. Because of course, when you borrow money from the mob, it tight, up, tight, it's, uh, up top, it's very like, oh yeah, yeah, sure, blah, blah, and you pay them whatever interest, but like, then they just fucking own you and they'll make you do shit like that. Oh, it's yeah. like, now you have to pay us a weekly fee for the rest of your life and you, you basically live in, live in fear. But no, I've never had a... Hard, hard tied to the mob Sounds in the fun. fam. We've been, I guess, lucky. I guess lucky that we've been fortunate enough we didn't ever have to resort totally. to that. Let me say so you've that. been, so you've been back to see where your grandparents are from. Yes, both. How were those trips? Areas. Tell me about them. See, those trips to me are were my favorite. And yeah, that sounds awesome. And like I said, it's partly like the smaller town, yada yada. Or I got to go with my grandma, which was really really cool. 
And it's wild of where she's from is so small in the classic people don't leave. She's one of the only people that like left and came over to the States. She went around her neighborhood, like vaguely remembering. She's like, so-and-so used to live here. Just knock on the door. They open the door and she's like, just speaks in town. And they're like, oh my God, Anna. They remember her. And we would go upstairs to these houses. And that's how Italians are. They'd be like, come in. Da, da, da. We're like getting fed by these people we've never fucking met. Like hanging out, trying to talk to them Italian and stuff. And it's just like, well, this is crazy that, you know, this little girl you played with just stayed like in the house that her parents owned or whatever. That's and so nice. Forever and ever. Yeah. That's like so nice. I, I Truly, that's what I liked. I would love to have that life. Dude, the, the fact that just the siesta midday. And the fact Ugh. that they do the big lunch, light dinner. And also, what I really, really loved about those towns is because of that siesta, it's a very, like, dinner time comes or nighttime comes. Everyone's out. It's this small little village, and it's just, like, uh, the streets, everyone's just walking around, blah, blah, blah. Even though we were there, it's cold. They're in their winter coats outside walking around. And it's like, man, what a way to live your life and just enjoy your life. Like, traveling really makes you be like, what the fuck is America doing? <laughs> and, it- pe- and they shit on you for it. It is They're true. like, how's like, working till you die? You're like, not that great. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Like, uh. I I definitely think that we need to borrow from other places way mm. more on, like, the six-week-long vacations that they're taking or just, Dude. like, just the general, like, lack of hustle culture. that is. Ha- the thing is, is that, like, hustle culture here means we have a lot more conveniences because we have a lot more businesses yes. and we have a lot more choices mm-hmm. and we have a lot more, like opportunities to even create something for ourselves and whatever and create wealth but at the same time like knowing that it also makes us workaholics and completely unable to enjoy the one life we get oh yeah Um, and then you go other places and like yeah it's not as convenient and there's a lot more annoying loopholes you have to get through or like hurdles to just anything is harder Mm -hmm. but at the same time everyone seems a lot happier and they just like are general like generally healthier and more well adjusted in a lot of ways and i'm like yeah i don't know that we're the best country in the world in every single way even though we love to tell everybody all the time no it's crazy like that's uh anybody that does freelance work like editors i've used i like am kind of envious but also respect so much that they're very just like Okay, yeah, like, if you send it to me by this time, I can get it done by this time. But they're also very, you know, you just send them a message about something, and they'll be like, yep, I, you know, I log off at 6 p.m., so I'll do it in the morning. And I'm like, good for you. <laughs> you know? Like, I'm literally like, oh, I wasn't expecting you. I just was giving you this note for, you know, whatever. Edit it when you can, when you get a chance. Mm-hmm. But I'm just like, that's so hard to do when you're freelance and you work for yourself. Yeah. Is to hit the point of, one, just confidence, but, two, just like really having those boundaries of like, and then I'm going to get up and not be on my computer or not be on my phone. Cause it's crazy how much shit I can do for my phone. Yeah. That it's even like, I'll be on a walk during my work day. Like, oh, let me take a walk for 20 minutes, take a break. And I'm still responding to messages on Slack. Like this can wait 20 minutes. I was, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. It, if you just, okay, if you listen to, like, super successful people mm-hmm. and they're all like, oh, being rich didn't make me happy. Being super successful didn't make me happy. Like, being at the top of my field and getting all the accolades and getting respect from all my peers didn't make me happy. Mm-hmm. And you know what made me happy? A simple life. Having a family. You know, gardening. But you kind of have to get to that point yeah. of super successful in order to denounce success. Otherwise, everyone just thinks you're a fucking bum who never, like, amounted to anything or you're just bitter. Like, 
all my friends are more successful than me, and they're all a lot of them are just like deeply miserable. And I'm yeah, like, they're still sad about stuff. Can I give up? Like, yeah. But no, you have to get there in order to to, to be like, nah, I had it all, and then mm-hmm. I gave it up. And it's like, ugh, can't I just give up first? Yeah, there was some study they did <laughs> of the U.S. specifically, be, basically being like, what is the annual income? Yeah, $75,000 is, $75, is the happiness yes, income. Yes, yes, and here's yes. the thing. I think cities, it would be a little higher. It's super not $75,000 yeah. for, like, Los Angeles or New York. But, however, I'll be honest, of, like, with day job plus comedy, I, like, had the best year I had, I think I made maybe 80 k And I finally, like, living by myself in New York, at my own studio. I'm in Manhattan. It's a nice building. Like, I got laundry in the building. Like, all these little things. You're like, okay. I feel like I've kind of hit my peak New York City of, like, my lifestyle of where I live and like amenities I can afford. I can I can afford to go out would eat with friends and all this stuff, right? So I kind of hit that happiness medium, but like I still was sitting there being like, okay, weird that I'm making more money. I have more going on, but I actually sit here and I'm not as happy as I was in my four roommate one bathroom apartment in Queens that was an old dump and I was hustling doing a bunch of little odd jobs just like hustling together for rent and doing comedy. Why do you think that is? I didn't, I couldn't exactly 100% get to it. And I literally started going to therapy being like, I am not really sure why I'm not happy. And I think part of it is, um, I guess not having someone to share your success with Mm. is usually the thing that makes me be like a little bummed out. Cause you find, you push so hard, you get all these things. And as you see for most men, the more successful men are, it's like the more opportunities they have and love and relationships. And usually for women, it's kind of the opposite. Yeah. And so it's like frustrating to be like, I'm doing all these great things, but I don't have someone to like really share it with. And also I am like a family person. So I'm like, I would like to have like a husband that I love and a partner in my life. And then also like kids. But it's a weird, like when you sit there and you go, man, I'm getting all these other things and everything's happening. But like the days, the days that I take off, the days that I have that downtime, I'm like in my apartment by myself being like, oh, I really wish I had someone to just be with in these moments yeah. in the downtime and also having someone in your life romantically for me makes me want to take more breaks and take more downtime and like really enjoy and like slow down my life right uh so when you don't have that it's even easier to just stay in the rat race and be a workaholic because there's not someone being like hey like let's have date night or like oh i want to hang out with you and just like cuddle on my fucking couch and like not look at my phone and shit like that you know Jews unite. Let's give this bitch a husband. <laughs> um, you know, but it's, uh, it's no, an I interesting balance. So, but you, because you, you were single, I don't, know, I don't know your whole story, but I know you met your guy now that it's yeah. like, everyone's always like, oh, you meet the person and it's just like, oh, shit. I mean, it was literally overnight. I mean, we mm-hmm. met uh, within, uh, on the third date. Oh, God, it made me feel so virginal because we, we didn't even have sex before he asked me to be his girlfriend. Cause it was also fast. Yeah, I've heard this has and happened a lot like, of my friends lately. I was like, "Am I a Christian? <laughs> What's going on?" Because like we met on Hinge, we had a f- good first date, and I was like, "Eh, I'm not gonna be fooled. Mm-hmm. I've had a good first date before." No, yes, I'm yes. not about to just be like, "Yeah," because old me would have been like, "It was great first date." So is this my husband? Uh, I got to a point where I was like, mm, "You gotta good see, first uh, date, we'll see." Spark does spark fade. Yeah. Yada yes. yada. I don't believe in the spark of like you have that spark and da 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 because usually those sparky people are terrible people and they don't work out and it burns, right? Yeah. However, I'm a very like, but I should be excited to see you again. That's totally. different from spark. It is of just and enjoying spark is your not company. Bad. It's 
this, the reason you have, like, if it, it, there's a toxic spark and, like, a good yes. chemistry spark, and the toxic spark, you know when you have it. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. all-consuming, and it's horrible. Yeah, yeah, you learn um, from the past on the toxic one. But it's the, for me, it's yeah. the chemistry and liking talking to them. You go, I yeah. just like being around you. I want to be around you more. I felt like we were having, like, there was an ease and there was an ability to just talk about anything right away, mm-hmm. which I kind of feel like at this point in my life, I need that regardless of what it is, like, friends or romantic partner or working, like, the hardest part shouldn't be can we just be ourselves around each other yeah that shouldn't right. be a thing that is like difficult to get to it's like i should be able to fully be myself and mm-hmm. i think yeah so that was good but then the second date was just like amazing mm-hmm. i we like got stoned and uh, watched an alien documentary and made out and i was like i had this like full body feeling that i was yeah. like this is my husband right i was just like i know it i just know it i'm i'm i've dated the whole world this is you know like who it is and he says and i love this <laughs> that he knew he loved me after the second date and i was yeah, like yes yeah, okay go. and then the third date we went to a comedy club we went to a show fun. that's a great third date it was a fun third date it's a fun aphrodisiac it was fun we got wasted and he asked me to be his girlfriend in the backseat of a uber this poor uber driver was probably like these fucking people <laughs> suck because we were like pouring our heart out to each other at the back of an uber and then i'm telling you the guy was like shut up like i don't want to listen to this but yeah and i was like wait you're asking me to be your girlfriend we haven't even slept together i was like so i know but i was like hi yeah i'm interesting. S- i'm so christian it's funny what am i mother mary okay yeah. and it was great i was like yeah so we it was really fast mm-hmm. and yeah your whole life can just be different in like a week yeah but but you know. the waiting thing is interesting. Of He's the w- a workaholic. I'm the person in the relationship trying to make him hang out with me. Yeah, <laughs> but that, but I'm saying it's kind of nice. It's nice to have a yeah. little bit of that balance, you know. Yeah. That well, it's like when I the times I was really dating people, it's like, oh, I had no problem and no guilt taking a night off from doing a show or or telling a show. No, I can't do it this week. I'll do it. An- I would love to do it another time. When I had somebody, I just really wanted to spend that time with and take those nights off for. Yeah, because if you are in a relationship, it's an investment in your future. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I think the only thing that can replace the work is another investment. Yeah. Which is the person. Right. And I need that downtime, too, yeah. for just my own sanity. That it's like. Well, when you move to L.A., I'll be that person for you, honey. Yeah, baby. Um, I, am, I am making the jump. So I just have to figure out when. When you're traveling, um, are you like, are you date? Are you going on tinder and dating are you like trying to go out so it was interesting is that trip i did with all the women part of the reason i wanted to do it also is i was like barcelona is a fun fucking city to go out right however the days were so jammed with stuff everyone would be so tired and like but we have to get up for the bus tomorrow right so for the first time ever i did i uh opened like a dating app i remember i redownloaded bumble and i was like all right i just want to like go out so let me like meet someone for a drink whatever i'm like i'm here i'm on vacation whatever and it's funny if i ended up most of the people i ended up matching with and talking to ended up being the people that were originally from the u.s that were living out there excuse me um and a lot of them just were i'm fully remote blah blah or i work for a company that's overseas so i'm actually better on the same time zone i'm like renting a place for a month yada yada and i ended up going out with this uh, guy who's originally from like jersey having a drink and just like hanging out and then like having a fun night and we ended up not like hooking up but we just like made out on like some oh no yeah some like roof deck thing and it just was this perfect like yeah i had a couple glasses of wine man i was some cute guy nice like had a good time and it was also a perfect he was like almost fluent and i can speak a decent amount of spanish but it was so nice like being out with someone that can easily just like 
order or speak whatever language to get in. Yada, yada. You're like, oh, okay, this is really, really nice. Okay. So that's the only time I've done like a date and dating app. But I've gone out and met people organically and had fun that way. And it's it's an interesting challenge if you're on a family vacation. <laughs> okay, so tell me about that. Like, what do you do if you're with your family and you want to uh, get some D? Uh, essentially, you just have to make it back to the hotel. That's the game. Is like you have to end up back at the hotel. So like you wake up at the hotel with your family, not the walk into the hotel. Your family's at breakfast and sees you, and it's like everybody knows. Does, Does that, that make sense? No, I've never done that. But I'm so I, proud of you. hilarious of many male friends of mine have done that, and it's like this funny joke in their house. And I'm like, I would, my dad would freak the fuck out if he knew I was like staying over somewhere else. But does, but he knows you're going out. He'll know I go out, but that's the beauty of siblings is I'll go out with my siblings. So I, I'm like, I don't know what time we're at or what story, um, how much time we have, but. Um, oh, go, f- yeah, whatever. I got a couple of, we did a family trip to Ireland. Uh, and it was a great trip of like a bunch of people from hometown. It was planned. And this was a great itinerary trip of planned, but chill. And it was all these families that had kids around our age. So we're all like over 21, 20s, 30s, whatever. And it was all these families we actually didn't know that well. It was like a town next to our town. But I'm like, fuck it. And that's actually how I met my old co-host, Molly. Um, and our fa- like our families were really tight and we became friends and she ended up being my roommate. But uh, so I remember going out and it's like, you know, it's silent. Fucking go to a bar, hang out. And even the parents would, but eventually they go back. And so I had my own room with my brother and sister. And I remember out at this bar in Ireland, we're having fun. And everyone on this trip, though, like, has boyfriends and girlfriends. And I'm so annoyed because I was like, all right, well, I want people to, like, go out and, like, you know, do a lap. And that's <laughs> when Molly and I bonded is I was like, I think she's single. I go, hey, I was like, you're single, right? She goes, yeah. I was like, oh, thank God. I'm like, want to do a lap? And she goes, okay. And that was, like, our first night going out. We do this lap. We're hanging out. I actually ended up meeting some Bosnian guys, so not even Irish men, okay. that are fun, right, all this stuff. And we're like having this good time, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, I don't think I want to hook up this guy. He seems fun. We're near our hotel. I don't have like a condom or anything on me. And I go to the bathroom to look. Sometimes you could buy them and you're up there. You can't. And so then I ask my brother, I'm like, do you have one? He's like, no, my sister doesn't. She has a boyfriend. So she's like, I didn't bring condoms on the trip, Erica. Oh, I'm asking around on the trip, which is just so funny. I'm like, well, everyone now knows Erica's trying to fuck someone. Uh, but hilarious of <laughs> my sister, my sister was about to go to college. So she's a senior in high school. It's like her summer before. And I, and I go up to him and I first was like, can I have the room for like a half hour or whatever? And my sister's like, what, what do you mean have the, like, what do you, I was like, I look at her, I go, you're going to college. You're going to have to learn this. This is what happens when you have roommates. And, and then my brother just was like, yeah, you can have it half hour, whatever. Like text me. I'm like, cool, but I can't find a condom. And I'll never forget my sister being all weird. And I was like, all right, well, I guess I'll go back to this guy's place. And then I didn't have that much cash on me and, like, cabs and shit back yeah. then. It's, like, before Apple Pay. So I'm like, I don't know and whatever. So then I'm then, then I'm going around asking for money. And that was even more, <laughs> that was even more embarrassing. I was like, to my it brother, I was like. worse and worse. Because yeah, I'm like, I don't know how far he lives. I got to make sure I have the cab money to get back. Like, that's that's the game. It's like, I can't get back. The bus leaves in the morning. Oh, I think we were actually flying home the next day. So I was like, oh, really on a crunch. <laughs> And, and I look at my brother, I'm like, I thought you had like 50 euros. What happened? And he was like, what do you want me to do? You want me to go beg around the bar? Please help my sister get laid. Please. <laughs> and I was like, whatever, because I'm drunk. I don't care. But I eventually, I essentially took a risk and whatnot. But I was like, all right, I'm not paying for the cab to the place, but I'll have enough to get back. I go back, I hook up with this guy, super, super fun, nice. He actually was like, I don't know, studying at some university. So I think I was in a dorm, actually. I don't even know. <laughs> like It was whatever, 15 minutes from where we were. But it was like 
that was a pure. I was like, I just had a gut feeling. This guy seemed pretty cool, pretty nice. I had, you know, an iPhone or whatever, so I had my tracking on. I like, I remember taking a picture of like the cab, mm-hmm. driver information, sending it to my siblings, whatever. But like, I had a fun time. I had enough for the cab home. Thank God. That guy was very sweet of calling me one, and whatnot. Uh, so that was a fun. That was a fun. Uh, yeah, you just got to get back to the hotel. Didn't you also have your first kiss abroad too? With oh, your I was very, very young. That my fam, my brother was with me, not like my family. Okay. So we did. Uh, and by the way, I know this is like very privileged stuff I'm talking about. So, very I hope what? I, uh, privileged stuff I'm talking about. I've been lucky if I've traveled with my family a handful. But um, there was this program called People to People, and it's like quote student ambassador program, and it's like all labeled like that because it's like what? So it looks nice. You could put it on a resume, but it's like listen, essentially your parents are paying a fee. You get to go on this trip with a bunch of kids your age and there's chaperones and whatnot. And what was nice is that was the very first time I went to Europe and it was, wait, I did do that trip. Did you? There's a bunch of different ones. and They're called different stuff. The one I did was people to people. Wait, they do a Euro trip and they go to like five different countries in Europe. It depends. So the one I did was three weeks and it was France, Italy, and then Malta and Sicily. Okay. So like France was only like a couple days like we landed in Paris, like in Paris, so we did Eiffel Tower, what like you know Louvre, all that stuff, Palace Versailles, and and essentially it's a bus though that you get put on. So you fly in, you get on the bus, and the bus like drove all the way down through Italy. So I did you know Colosseum, Tower, Leading Tower of Pisa, like all the stuff. We d- we did Florence. We didn't we didn't do like Tuscany, and we didn't do Venice. Were two big ones we missed. So, but we literally drove through the boot. So that would be like you know it was one you get up every morning, whatever you're on the bus a couple hours, new town. But we had so much free time, and also, I'm on a bus with, like, 30 kids my age. I'm meeting all these kids from different high schools in our area, and they paired us with a group of kids from New York City, and they were all from Queens. So then there's also this, like, fun excitement. You're like, oh, who are these, like, guys with swag from fucking Queens, you know? Um, but, of course, it's like, yeah, we're all a bunch of horny fucking teenagers on that trip where it's like, I'm a real quick being surprised of, like, oh, this one's making out with this one. This, I think my brother made out with, like, three different girls on that trip because <laughs> the ratio was much more women to men. Uh, but it was so, so fun. And I remember going on that trip being like, I'm going to have my first kiss on this trip. Like I was determined. How old of were just, you? Uh, going into eighth grade. Amazing. But I was like, it's going to happen. And I had only pecked a boy, like spin the bottle at some basement game. And there was this guy, there were two guys that were really, really cute. I was into, but the guy I was into really feeling Marcos from Queens ended up making out with this girl who I'll be honest. I judged her at the time. Okay. That she was kind of quote, quote unquote, slut of the trip got that label because she literally made out with like every guy which i look back and i'm just like you know what good for her, good <laughs> for her. but at the time you're a little like um can you yeah. not make out with the one no, i like in 2004 we were all bitches yeah, yeah. i'm like i'm trying to get one kiss this yeah. bitch is making out with everybody you know and i was Stop like hogging it yeah or tell me your move <laughs> come on i was so jealous share the wealth right so i was so annoyed she made out with marcos because i was like come on yeah. everybody's been everyone's been seeing me vibe with marcos i'm trying you know marcos is my guy you know also he was like a different type He was like this latin dude i was like come on this is when do you like the Latin guy? He's been here the whole time. You barely <laughs> paid attention. And I remember being like upset, but I didn't say anything. But then there was this other guy, funny, his name was Eric, and I'm Erica, uh, that he was also really cute, just different high school and stuff. And I just eventually, there was one night, we actually were on the speedboat ferry to Sicily. It was like a nighttime ferry. And they had like the wind, the seats, and there's like a window and a gap in the window right next to you that you can like lean over and like talk or something. So I'm like flirting with him, talking, all this stuff. And uh, in classic fashion of I am not a patient person, I remember, like, we're, like, talking and flirting, and it's, like, this guy hasn't, like, made a move. And I remember I literally was just, like, hey, I was, like, come here. And he goes, what? And I go, I mean, do you want a good night kiss or what? <laughs> I was so just, like, man, I'm fucking trying on this <laughs> trip. 
<laughs> and he just was like, oh, okay. So we like did a little quick peck there. And then like later in the trip, we like made out. And I'll never forget because I'm tall. I was taller than this man. And we were somewhere like a hallway of a hotel. And I remember I was like talking to him and I'm leaning against a wall to try to be shorter. And then obviously like all these horny kids someone hears we hear like ooze like around the corner of like they hear we're talking and it's like everyone knows like we're trying to make out and he goes around the corner to look like look and these people run off and i'll never forget i put my feet out farther and slid down the wall more just like a casual like oh let me just like i'll get myself lower (laughs) so when he comes back i'm like right right on that level with him and not towering this kid uh and i remember we made out and it was like really really great and i just remember being like yes finally like got it Having a first kiss abroad is so elite. It was so <laughs> chic. Like that is so extra. I love it. I also had my first. I had my first really? kiss in Aruba. Oh hell 10. yeah! My first like peck. We didn't like tongue. We yeah. don't even think we knew how to do it. Yeah. But we, my first, I, we used to go to Aruba every year. I'm also a fucking nightmare, and my family went to Aruba. Whatever. It yeah, is what yeah. it is. Okay? I've gone on other family vacations where we met kids and they were making out, and I was so jealous. Yeah, we. I, I was like, "Where's my vacation boy?" His name was Avery. You know? Oh, uh, nice. He is gorgeous. The skinny, scrawny little ten-year-old boy <laughs> arms, that hottie. Oh uh, yeah. But yeah, we we like we were like, "Do you want to kiss?" And we so we just like met up. Like no one cared. This was like I don't understand how I was like ten. I just free access to go anywhere in this hotel. My parents just did not care. Yeah, that's. I a don't lot know. Of it was like. 9-11 like just happened it's like <laughs> do we care oh my god uh, but i was just like yeah i just made out with this guy and or made out i kissed yeah. awkwardly and i was like i just remember thinking how cool am i i had a very first kiss right in Uba. i know see i i was lucky to have an older brother it's like if i had an older sister maybe we would have had a little less freedom of safety wise mm. but honestly uh, my family's always just been very like you guys can go out but like obviously stay together look out for each other Etc. Etc. Yeah, because then we did a we did a trip to Greece, and my sister was this is bef- she was almost sixteen, and I'll never forget. I know that because my sister tells my mom like everything. So the next morning after we like took her out, and I and I pumped her up of being like, "Listen, when we go on this Greece trip, you're gonna have your first kiss." She's like, "What do you mean?" I was like, "You just are. It's easier in Europe. Trust me, I've done it. Like it's easier to hook up. Everybody's more fun." And also, they don't give a fuck about age there. We were in like Mykonos, so we went out to some club. And we met these hot Australian guys through my brother. So that's also the great part of like you got a you got a boy or a brother or a cousin. Yeah, bring them. Wink man. Oh yeah, he just was talking to these guys. And Carla and I are like getting a drink at the bar. She's never drank, so I keep buying different drinks to be like, do you like a rum and coke? Do you like a gin and tonic? Like trying to figure out what she would like to drink. Uh, So then she's not liking most of the drinks. So I'm drinking double because uh, you buy them. You're like, I'll drink them. So I'm getting hammered. And I remember we're like, we're like, where's Marcus? And all of a sudden we see him talking to these two hot guys, and we're like. Marcus, there you are. We're like, hey, up. what's up? Who's your friend? Hi. Like, and I'll never forget being like, damn, it's great having a brother, <laughs> you know? And of course, one guy, super tall, 6'5", right? My sister's also tall. She's 5'7". I'm almost 6'5". I'm 5'11". And then the other friend is a little shorter than me. And of course, we're like, talking to these guys two seconds. And Carla's like, I like the taller one. And I'm like, I look at her and I go, fine. Like, I'm like, you've never kissed anyone, so fine. I'll let you have your pick of the fucking litter or whatever. And I am so mad that I literally, my whole plan was not only to get her to like kiss someone and make out with her, but get a picture of it. And I had a, this digital camera time. I had a digital camera. I, my sister, we get on the dance floor with these guys, blah, blah. And I make out with my guy or whatever. Cause I was like, I'm trying to help set the mood here for the team. And she ends up making out with this guy. And my brother and I are like, 
oh my god yes it's happening so the guy i'm dancing with i'm like hey i'm like this is gonna sound crazy but i just need to take a picture with this camera of me and my brother we get in the photo like thumbs up she's making out with the guy on the dance floor and obviously there's flash so we're like we only have one shot at this they take the picture but I guess my sister was drunk enough that she didn't notice. And we were like, she didn't notice. We're like, take another one. We take like 10 pictures being in this with my sister making out with some guy on a dance floor. Incredible. But then I'm fucking drunk, having a time, whatever, whatever. I remember I go to the bathroom. All of a sudden, I'm like, I feel kind of sick. I think I drank too much. In the bathroom, I'm like, where's my camera? And it like fell out of my purse somewhere. No. And we couldn't find Then I'm looking all over the club for the camera. My brother and I are like, we have to have these pictures. Like it was all I wanted from that trip was literally to be like, how funny would this be if I get my sister to make out with someone and I have pictures of it. It would be memory of a lifetime. Uh, and I could not find this camera. I'm hammered. And I also had a phone. And this is before like iPhones. So my parents like rented two phones to have and get service over there that like if we split up or whatever could communicate. I lose whatever phone. And that phone also was what we were going to use to call a cab to get home. Because Mykonos, literally, they were like, yeah, there's only like 20 cabs on the island or something. So they were like, it's going to be a bit of a wait. Like, make sure you call a cab like an hour before you want to leave. We're like, okay. So I'm like, I got no phone for the cab. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I know. I lost my camera. I'm like half almost crying. We end up, we, I'm pretty sure we stole someone else's cab. There's like a cab there. We just get in, all this stuff. And I'm hammered, but we're like laughing in the car ride home. And I'm like half crying, half laughing. <laughs> and my sister's bummed because we got the Australian guy's name to, for her to add on Facebook. And I texted it to myself to save it. But of course I lost the phone. Horrible. And I remember forget my mom being like, maybe we could call Verizon. And they could like look up the text and get the name. Cause she felt so bad. Like my sister just wanted pictures of, oh, well, we also took pictures on the camera of just us hanging. But she obviously wanted to, like, be able to, like, show her friends, like, this is this cute Australian boy I met and, like, made out with. And, yeah. Like, oh, Being I a horny teen abroad. Wow. Ooh. What a vibe. I know. But what uh, a vibe. I'll never forget that morning I wake up. I'm, we're hung, I'm hungover as hell. And my mom's in the room. Oh, actually, this was where I fucked up. If I came back, and I'll never forget, it's, like, almost light out. We don't realize we're out all night. And I'm hammered, but I'm like, we have to tell them we lost the phone. Because I'm like, they got a call and, like, cancel. It's like someone could be using it, racking up, whatever. And my brother and sister are like, I am not fucking waking them up. Like, they'll know how late we were out. And I'm drunk, so I knock on my parents' door. It's the room right next to us. My mom opens. She's like, I'm asleep. And I'm like, hey. And I hear my dad just go, Jesus Christ. And I'm like, um, I'm like, we lost the phone. I just wanted to let you know you might, you got to call Verizon and cancel it. I'm like, I lost it. And my mom goes, did you guys just get back? And I was like, yeah, why? She's like, it's like 6 a.m. And I was like. Oh, I don't know. And she texted me being like, are you guys okay? And she meant like, are we back in the room? And I was like, yeah, but we were still out. Uh, so I go to bed. I pass out. I wake up. My mom's in the room talking to my sister. My sister's bummed. And my mom's like, well, I guess we can't say sweet 16 and never been kissed. She was <laughs> turning 16 in two months. And then we go to breakfast as a family. I'm so hungover. And my dad is furious of like, the kids are out. Like, like he's he's mad. He's like, I hear him talking to my mom. He's like, oh, you wanted them to experience me, Kenos. And look what <laughs> happened. And, 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 uh, they're out all night. This is a family vacation. He's mad. And funny that it's like, we, you know, I wasn't like fucking anybody. That it's like, oh, I've done that on other vacations. But that one I was behaving. Right. We were there. And my dad's like, look at this dipshit. Too drunk. Fell asleep by the pool. We're eating breakfast outside. The dipshit gets up. It's my brother. And my dad just immediately goes, is that my son? Is that Marcus? And Marcus hung over. He like walks over to the table. He's like, hey guys, just sits down to eat. I remember my dad's so mad. He like leaves and he went on like a walk or something. And my mom left and my brother was like, oh my God, I cannot eat Greek yogurt right now. I am struggling. <laughs> He's like just so hung over and such in pain. But, uh, but that truly was like 
one of the best memories I ever had was just adorable doing some dumb shit. What a sweet thing that you have a family that you like. Oh, thank you. Nice. <laughs> I don't know if it's just like too personal to ask, but I mean, you're talking about it. How does having an STD like now change how you can like hook up when you're just like out and about? Like, do you have to worry about it at all? Uh, well, it's essentially like. Do you have to like tell people? I mean, you should tell people. That's what I preach to do but I'm, i'll be honest there's there's been times i have not told people in the past like before i have my podcast and and i'm not proud of this but i'm just honest about it no it's good i mean of, i think most people are you know listen, it is what it is uh, anyone i know that's had herpes has had those times where like i didn't say anything and, and a lot of times it comes from you first get it you have like your first year of like being out there telling people whether it's to date to hook up when did you first find out you had it i was 25 Okay. Uh, so it was August 2016, I believe, is the year. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I've had it six years. I was 25. So what was hard about getting it young is, like, yeah, I wasn't, like, sitting there at 25, like, first of all, really dating. So, like, my first thought I had when I got it was just, like, oh, you, like, didn't have a boyfriend before having this? Like, how are you going to get one now? Like, now that this sucks. is... It's, it's, a, it's a, a terrible ter- thought that, to have, but it's true. Sh- no, I mean, it sucks to feel that way. Right. Yeah. So I was like, shit, okay. Um, but it also was a point in my life, I was like, yeah, I wasn't like... I'd be on dating apps here and there, but, like, not really trying. It would be the, like, eh, whatever. Maybe I'll match with someone that's cool, yada, yada. But it was like, I was so focused on just, like, doing comedy and, like, working my multiple jobs to pay my rent. And I was, like, in that mode of, like, I'm fine, fun, living life, but also, like... Yeah, I was more in, like, my hookup mode of life. Of just, like, yeah, the times I was having sex in my early 20s was, like, I don't know, once every few months of, like, I'd be at a party or something. And you're just, like, this guy's fun and whatever. And I'd finally be horny. that I'd be, like, oh, yeah, maybe I'll just fuck this guy. Who cares? So, in terms of, like, how has it changed hooking up? It's interesting of, I've had people be, like, when you give, like, the speech, is it different, like, if you're going to, like, if you're dating someone versus if you're just going to hook up? And I'm, like... Maybe at first it was, but, like, honestly, I kind of just avoided hookups for a long time because Mm -hmm. it was, like, you feel this thing, like, oh, this person needs to, like, be in love with me to be okay with herpes. But a lot of it's just come from, like, my own experience and confidence of, one, eventually being with people and being, like, oh, okay, I didn't pass it on to these people. Like, that's your biggest fear is, like, you know, not even more so than just being rejected. It's just, like, okay, what if I sleep with someone and and they do get it? even though I told them, even though we took all the precautions, it's like, there's always a chance. Right. Mm -hmm. And so part of it, my success has come from like, and people hate to hear this, but it's like, it does come from like your confidence in yourself and like the speech that you're telling people. So it's like, my speech has gotten kind of shorter and shorter because I'm very like, yeah, it's not a big deal. Here's this thing. I take meds for it. Like, do you take meds every day? I I don't take meds every day. I used to, but basically I, my insurance switched and I was like, just ran out of them. And then I was like, okay, I'm not seeing anyone right now, so let me just see how I am off of them. Like, if I don't have to take this every day, great. And I've never really had, like, breakouts and stuff, so I was like, oh, all right. Now I just have, like, a handful that um, I have it for a daily if I want to or if, like, I travel and I get an outbreak or something. But honestly, I only really take them, like, when I start seeing somebody. I'll be like, oh, okay, let me take this as an extra precaution for more, like, their sanity and also my own. But really, for the most part, I don't. But I'll have that conversation with people where I'm like, hey, I really don't typically take these. I've been taking them because we're dating and to give you at ease. And I kind of make it a joint conversation of like, are you cool if I stop taking them? Isn't it hard to give it to someone if you don't have an active outbreak? Or yes, is that it's not still true? possible, but it's it's very, very, Unlikely. it's very, very rare. It's something like there was a study done a long time ago and it was like, uh there's a on average like eight days a year that you could be like quote shedding the virus 
of like not having any really signs or symptoms, but like shedding in a way that it would pass it. So like the person that gave it to me wasn't showing any signs or symptoms, claims they didn't even know they had it. And also since I have type one, I have it on my vagina, but like type one is most people go, oh, oral herpes. And it's like, there's two types of herpes and you can get both of them in both places. Yeah. What? Like it it's just more like, common. It's yeah, oral. Does, but and doesn't like everybody have it, even if you don't uh, show it? I like, mean, listen, I mean, there's the, a lot of people that have it. Uh, routine uh, CD testing does not include the herpes test. And people like, will be so like, common. I get tested, I get fully tested. I go, do they take your blood? And if you say no, I'm like, then you're not getting tested for herpes. Because that's the only way to test it if you don't have an outbreak. I heard some doctors are like, even if we test your blood, like it might not come up. Even if you have it. It might not come up. Or also a lot of people don't, doctors don't even disclose it. Because you're actually getting the blood test usually for like, I always select, give me the HIV test. Right. And th- so they're doing that test for the HIV, but they also test the other things. Right. But a lot of times when they see type 1, people assume cold sores. So some doctors will say something, and but most are just like, eh, who cares? And I've even had doctors, like, friends go in and ask for a test, like, hey, I slept with someone that had herpes. And, like, you know, like, I know it's fine, but just I want to know, do I have it now? I've been sleeping with this person. Like, my ex did that. And, I, and there are doctors out there that will be like, I mean, are you sure you want to know? Like, they're like, this just more affects, like, your mental health or also, like, it does affect your sex life a bit of being like, oh, now you know, and now you kind of have to disclose this thing, which obviously I don't advise for. I would love if everyone in the world got a fucking herpes test because I think it would just make people be like, oh, shit, I have it. And like, also just, like, destigmatize a lot because it's, like, going to be so much more pervasive than people think. Yeah, or the way it's destigmatized of people I know, it's because they know me. They know me personally and are my friend, and then they find out I have it, and they're like, oh, shit. I wow, wow, it wow I really must be common. And it's weird that, like, just someone you know personally, and yeah. you also know how they, like, I don't know, just conduct themselves. Like, and I hate to say that, but there is this stigma of, like, oh, it's probably only people that are super slutty and super this. And I'm like, look, I've had my fun. I've hooked up here and there. I'm like, but I don't consider myself a super promiscuous person in the sense that I'm like, I haven't had, like, a lot of sex infrequently even before I had herpes. I was, like, a six-monther. Like, six months would maybe go by, and then I'd be, like, horny and hook no, up with someone. No, in the bell curve of, like, of like, of like partners promiscuity. Right. So You're not extreme. I'm not and extreme, so, so... you're And you're an example of somebody who, like, got herpes and is just, like, having the amount of sex that probably the average person even... Yeah. Probably le- maybe even less so. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Like, no, 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 so exactly. It's like, it's, so it's, like, the all of the stigma around it is just, like, so unfounded because... A lot of people have it that don't even show symptoms. Like, yeah. I don't like know. The person I've that gave never it shown to symptoms, but I could totally have it and not know it. Like, I, yeah. whatever, you know? But but basically, so people would be like, you have it? That was the reaction I got. It was like, you? You got this? And they're they were expecting like, it to be like some girl who's like, oh, I'm fucking a new guy every night. Yeah, that's always, it would always be rumored of someone, girl, guy, that was a, a more promiscuous person than me. And like I said, I have no problem with being fucking promiscuous. Live your life. If anything, when I got herpes, I was like, I should be more promiscuous because like, I kind of lived a little in fear of this thing, and now I already have it, so it's like, who cares? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, th- that's what made it, like, more registered people. They just were like, oh, shit, if you got it, like, wow, then everyone must have it was kind of this vibe. So and I don't say that from, like, a high horse perspective to No, people. no, I get it. So when you're, like, out there traveling, like, let's say you're in Europe, like, having your fun, are you going to be on the apps, like, telling people I have it or not? Uh, I don't disclose, like, on an app before I meet up with someone unless I was literally being like, hey, let's fuck. Yeah, I would disclose it. And it's funny that people that are like ethically non-monogamous or literally like on the apps like I'm a dom sub or I'm, like that really are putting out whatever sexual thing they have or even just kink like friendly people. I've disclosed to them over the app before ever just meeting them. Even if I was like, hey, I don't know, like let's meet and like, yeah, if we vibe, maybe. 
overseas or not. But what's funny is like it's because they're in this super like more sexual community and they're more educated on sexual things in general that it's like oh anyone who's ethically non-monogamous is very like yeah I know herpes ain't a big deal. Like it's weird that that can not not weird but it's like that community is actually even more accepting. But, Absolutely. But it's also because they're doing multiple partners. And especially if they're doing relationships of multiple partners and not using condoms, then they're super pro, like, yes, routine testing, yada, yada, yeah. like, education. Right. Uh, but this is the thing of, I think, also why I have better luck overseas is overseas, herpes is not as stigmatized as it is in the U.S. Is that true? Yeah. It's very, it depends that. on the country a little. Like, London, it is a little bit. But overall, I'm like, I hooked up with someone in Amsterdam and they were very, like, yeah, everybody, like, everybody has that. They're like, oh, it's like, cold sores right i'm like yeah i'm like but i have it you know downstairs is what i say and they'll go yeah like that's doesn't everybody have it like that's kind of their vibe uh, to it oh my god but they're also just more Europe, a lot of other Europe countries is a, are is a herpy haven yeah it kind of is <laughs> but it's it's an interesting like uh i, I think it's also just because they're more sexual people they're very like americans kind of prude about sex or talking about sex or mm. even like even how they're raised with parents a lot of it depends on the country like i said but a lot of the people i've met are very like yeah, like, it's just, like, your parents are like, yeah, you're going to eventually be having sex or whatever and, you know, use protection, don't be dumb. Like, that's kind of the vibe. It's there just isn't more this, casual. Yeah, there isn't this yeah. no, no, no. There isn't this, you know, for the three-date rule doesn't exist in other countries. Even nudity. Like, I, you know, have when I, like, have traveled and, like, oh, yeah. I, I, don't, I remember I went to uh, these, like, spa resorts in, like, in northern Italy and uh, like uh, families were just like naked in the saunas together and me and my dad yep. were just like okay so like I'll take the first shift you take the second <laughs> shift like I don't want to be around you and your penis like yeah. whatever and we're like so weird about it and these families would just like go in and be naked together and we're like why are we so weird like yeah or also the fact that like most countries say, no tops for bathing suits right but right. I will say you can't introduce nudity later in life as a family you yeah, gotta yeah. <laughs> you gotta grow up with yeah. it or that's it like i feel like it's like weird to just be like 27 and be like all of a sudden i'm gonna go euro and i'm gonna be naked around my family it's like no Hilarious. you gotta gro grow up with nudity and yeah. be like it's not a big deal where family don't sexualize everybody yeah. or that's it you're not like gonna be naked right because like yeah. like i honestly at this point it would be weird i was gonna say this i don't know if we can speak on behalf of like the jews and whatnot but like S italians are super like I don't know if it's like we're Sicilians or we're beach people that it's like I'm in a fucking bikini in front of all my family all the time that it never really is weird to me of like I ha my mom still sees me naked as an adult and it's not weird to me. However, my sister is a very like even when she's like young or whatever and we're like growing up, she'd always be the one to like like if she changed, she'd like turn her back and be very like, can you leave the room? And I was like, I'm not fucking looking at you. Like, you know, like I'd be like, dude, we're mm. sisters. I don't care. Obviously, I would respect what she wanted. Right. But it kind of was this joke that, like, with her, we'd always be like, ah, Carla's always, like, you know, weird about, like, sharing a dressing room together. Whereas growing up, my mom would always be like, if we went shopping, she'd be like, can we have the big room and just be in the same room? And it just makes it easy of the showing the clothes right. and whatnot. And especially when you're trying stuff on that you don't like. and Or you're a teen. You're like, I like this thing, but you have to show it to your mom because she's buying it. So you're like, Arr. you know, like, yeah. I don't have to parade around the whole room. Right. But I'm like, so many people are like, that's so weird. And I'm like. Is it? I'm like, she's my mom. I don't know. Or I go, yeah, but if I had a kid, like, I'd have her in the delivering room and you'd really see everything there. So what's the difference? But it's, I don't know. Do you feel like Jews are similar of, like... Oh, I don't know. I think everyone... Does it just think, depend on I each family? I think it's family to family. Yeah, okay. I think it also... I think it's more... Yeah, I think it's family to family. I mean, it totally depends. I... Or it's like my dad. I've seen my dad, like, in his boxers, and I'm not like, oh, my God, Dad, cover up. And it's not like he's in his boxers all the time. It's just... 
you know, fucking our family's too close. Everybody's it's around. Fam- I, yeah, yeah. I think it depends. I or think we go all- on vacations and do five of us in a hotel room. It's pretty often. But granted, that's not like my dad's not sitting there when I'm changing. But it's like, of course, I've seen him like just he's like, you know, he doesn't care. He'll just take I his shirt off. I've seen my dad's um, junk twice in my life and okay. sobbed. Both times. When I was yeah, that eight, I've never had to see. I remember right. when I was eight, and my dad was like, didn't he thought he was home alone, and I had to come back inside. My mom had like left something inside. Mm. We, we were like driving off, and like she was like, oh, go back in the house and grab this thing for me. And I remember I came in, and my dad thought he was alone in the house, and so he was like, you know, when dads would like go around, they would just change all of the toilet. They would change. They would like change all the toilet papers and like the tissue boxes and they would do like that in each of the bathrooms yeah he was doing that and he was at the top of the stairs and i was at the bottom of the stairs and i look up and he comes out the bathroom was out like on the top of the stairs he comes out and he's holding like a toilet paper roll and i just see his junk and i am immediately (laughs) scream crying like as if i had seen like a murderer yeah and he was just like oh why are you here (laughs) and i like ran away and i was like this was horrifying it's like yeah i'm probably repressed you know what Mm, i mean but you know at this point now it's like but we it's just it's the culture you live in it's like if i lived in europe and it was like i remember when i was in high school to this boarding school and my roommate there was Danish and I went to go visit her and her family they were all naked to e- naked around each other all the time mm-hmm. guys girls like she had a brother like whatever they were all naked dicks vaginas who cares and they were like it's my family like don't make it sexual I know. like it's an interesting you're thing. the one making it sexual I'm like yeah it's my dad like mm-hmm. st- ew like I could see his junk and not think anything about it and I was like, God, Americans, we really are just so weird about yeah, it. Yeah, but it is something. It depends on your family. It, I, it's it very. Totally I think depends. it's family to family, and I also think it's like region to region. The Definitely. South, I think, is probably a lot more conservative about this stuff than like you know other parts. Maybe you know. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, you're just like Italian and European and like really <laughs> cool and like your nudity is no big deal. Whatever. So it's yeah. a it's a funny thing of like I have jokingly said this, but I almost kind of I do kind of mean it of like. And people talk about, like, you know, people having OnlyFans and stuff for, like, sexual pictures or videos and stuff. It's so funny that I, and I don't know if it's just because we're from the sexting generation. But literally, I'm like, I w- it's not the embarrassment part of, like, taking photos of myself or the idea of people seeing that that makes me scared of, like, if I was a ha- had an OnlyFans. Like, I'm like, that I wouldn't be embarrassed. I would be embarrassed if I made an OnlyFans and it didn't make money. <laughs> like, that to me is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> like that's I'm like I because I, I, I go I think having an OnlyFans is only embarrassing if you're really not making any cash. Oh my god, that's so. But you're making true. like a couple thousand dollars a month. I'm like fucking all right, get it. Yeah, your tits are bombing. But you know what I mean? Like imagine being like, no, I you could see these photos of me naked that I think are beautiful and I think I look great, and and no one wants to pay a couple bucks. That's so. True. I I was like that that would hurt me. That's like the number one thing that stops me from doing it. Wouldn't be like there's one shame thing? to my family and duh, duh. I'd be like no, nah, I'm gonna get this money. But if I don't get this money, now nah, nah, I'm You're so right. Like it's like one thing to have your because I failed no it's one thing to have your jokes bomb which is horrible (laughs) oh god yeah but having your tits bomb yeah or your poussoir bomb is mm. just horrifying yeah or especially it's like uh I did I did hook up with someone uh in LA that had been here and but it was someone uh I like had known so this person already knew I had herpes and stuff like that and it's like all right well I guess he's educated and doesn't care but it's like in general in life herpes or no herpes I'm like I, re- I mean, most women, it's like, have we ever really had a man see us naked and say no? Yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? It's like they no they like, got to uh, that point because they, they wanted to see it. 
Yeah, they always so want to see it. So it's it's interesting interesting that like when I was younger, I would have that more while you're having sex. Like if I'm to get on top, you're like, oh god, I have like some stomach rolls or some fat here, and you're like worried how you look. But I'm like, I don't know if it's just like once a certain number of people see you naked, you're like, who fucking cares? Like they're here. I want to have a good time. They want to have a good time. Like it's dark. Hit your angles. Yeah. You're good to go. <laughs> All right. Well, I really appreciate you coming. Oh, and thank hanging you for out. having me. It yeah. was so fun talking to you. Where yes, can we find you? you? Um, you, I'm on all social media at Sperica, S-P-E-R-I-C-A-A. Uh, TikTok, it's Erica Spera. So you can just look me up. And I have a podcast. Uh, two podcasts actually. Shooters Got a Shoot Pod, which you can watch on YouTube, listen whenever, and uh, Finding Mr. Height. I just joined as a co-host to that dating podcast as well. So. Oh my god, amazing! Yeah, so it's very very fun. And thank uh, you for watch her me. set on Courting. Yeah, on YouTube. look it up, baby. And we'll see you next week on Globe Thotting with Chelsea Frank. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs>